The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SW Commonwealth on Twitter and take your first steps into a larger world. Hello there. You want the bad news? Roger, Roger. The Force. It's calling to you. This is not going to go the way you think. Now you will experience the full power of the dark side. That's not how the Force works. I need someone to show me my place in all this. This is madness. Let the past die. Kill it. It's a trap! Fulfill your destiny. No! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the TSW Roundtable. Once again, I am your moderator, Robert Cass, and here we are with our fourth part in our Star Wars Retrospective series. And of course, part four, chapter four, finally, A New Hope. The prequels are done, and I think with all my uh, co-hosts and my special guests we had on for the prequels, if you want to check out the back catalog, check them out. We had a lot of excellent and very positive conversation. But here we are, the one that started it all. But I'm not alone. Today, I have some help from some friends around the Commonwealth. First, we're going to have, I'm going to introduce Adam. Now, Adam is Knight of the Commonwealth, but actually kind of former Knight of the Commonwealth because he is the co-host of the Retro Inc. podcast, which has just now been announced as the latest member of the Star Wars Commonwealth, our 10th member. So, Adam, I think this is a, is a promotion. Are you now, are you captain? Or we would dare not say admiral. There's only a few of those around. But welcome. Anyway, welcome to the show, Adam. Hello there. Hello. Adam Akbar. Adam Akbar. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, Clone Wars Akbar, maybe we don't. We don't want to be. We don't want to be start throwing around rank here, especially me, because I'm I'm not a showrunner for anything. I just happen to slip into the Commonwealth by talking to all the other members. So I don't know where I'd be. I'd be. I'm I'm on the outer rim somewhere, but we won't get into that. And uh, well, thank you, Adam. And again, uh, congratulations to the Retro Indie Podcast. Thank you very on, much. It's on, a real honor, and uh, it's a joy to be here. And, and w- yes, welcome to the Commonwealth. So here we are. Uh, my other co-host is a, a good friend of mine. I had the actually pleasure of meeting last year, and I have some really funny stories that we will not bring up on this family-friendly podcast. Ben from the Skyhoppers. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> welcome I back, love- Ben. I love telling those stories, but you're right. This is not this is now is uh, not the time or the place. Yes, exactly. And and you know what? There there with in all honesty, there's no there's nothing really. It's just kind of funny anecdotes that I think when you spend a few days at a celebration, you get a little loopy and say stuff that you I mean is funny in the moment, but in hindsight, we're like, oh, oh like, lord, ooh, ooh, mm, ooh that's ooh. a <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just maybe. Oh man, did I really say that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah that's just that's just conventions in general man you know i'm coming off of gen con last weekend yes and that was uh i swear i feel like i'm still not caught up this is the sunday after gen con and i'm still just like running on fumes i think it, celebration is the same way it, it takes a minute to get back i i just got back well just but it was a couple weeks ago from san diego comic-con 
And that was my first, it was like a bucket list thing, especially for me, international travel. I got to travel from, you mean, you mean close to Toronto, eh? So, um, <laughs> yeah, but it took me once, even when I got off the plane and I got home and I got back to work and back in routine, it took, you're still not quite home from the convention. No. You mean like you're, you're going through the motions, but your, your, your brain quest hasn't quite caught up to you yet. So that's exactly I, how I'm feeling. So I know exactly how you feel. So, but Again, my co-hosts, we're not alone. We have um, a Talk Star Wars VIP, JP, joining us all the way from the UK. So, JP, you want to say hi to everybody? Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Welcome. Welcome. This hi, is awesome. So, so you are going to be our, uh, our listener reaction. Like, you're going to – this is your point of view. If you let Adam and Ben and I ramble on because we are – "Quote unquote professional podcasters," or how about we just say podcasters? <laughs> I was going to say anyone who's listened to Skyhoppers know that we are anything but professional over there. <laughs> but here we go. So, so JP, you're going to be the voice of reason, and you're gonna you're gonna be able to reel us in and be like, "Okay, guys, come on!" Like, yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> no one's so. ever called me the voice of reason before ever. <laughs> Well, see, for, for Ben and I, it's the accent. We hear Adam and JP's accent, and we're like, oh, oh, well, they, they, they're very distinguished. They must they be. must know what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. we'll, we'll, we'll put on our best accents. Yeah. Well, it's a boot time. I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't have one. I hear that I have a southern accent that slips out if I get a little heated about something, but I'm from southern Indiana, so I don't, it doesn't really, like, count, you know? No, Who knows no. If you, it's, it's weird because, uh, of course, everybody listening would be like, oh, Ben has an American accent. <laughs> and you're exactly, like, wait, exactly. no, I and I listen to you guys going, oh, Ben has an American accent. You guys have a UK accent. I'm like, I don't have an accent. I'm like, uh, you certainly sure. do, sir. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Oh, I'm sure you do, there, bud, there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. oh, <laughs> all man. right. So now we got the preliminaries all over. I'm going to start this off. I got to go around the table. I'm going to start with Adam. Um, where were you? A New Hope release, your first or your first time viewing? Were you around when it came out? Real brief, Certainly was. what happened? Seven years old, uh, 1977. So this would have been Christmas of that year and uh, was in the queue uh, for the premiere in London. And um, I don't even remember it being particularly exciting because we had a tr- we had proper trailer in the cinema. We didn't obviously didn't have the internet back then. So um, yeah, I'd seen a film before that. I couldn't tell you what it was. Probably it's some movie in 1977, and the trailer was there, um, and that was enough. And uh, you're sitting down, and you see the 20th Century Fox fanfare play, and you get. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You don't get a New Hope. You just get Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can, I can, I can verbatim uh, remember the the reel if you want me to read it off my <laughs> top of my head. <laughs> it's a period of civil war. Rebels, spaceships striking from uh, a hidden base, have won their vast victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire ultimate weapon. And reading that, yes, all going forward. And then the pan down and you see a tentative and this vast, vast ship was just immense. The sound. And and the thing is, you didn't really need anything but what you saw to let you know where you were at within the film. Um, I'd already um, I'd already received some Star Wars figures. Um, that Christmas. So mm-hmm. 
uh, I was I was all in. You know, I'd got my my Luke and my Leia, my Chewie, my R2, my Ben Kenobi, my Vader. Um, I didn't quite have the first 12 at that point. That came the following birthday of uh, July 78 and Christmas of 78. But I was all in 100 percent. And before that, it was Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I guess you, um, you didn't have G.I. Joe over where you are. No, no, <laughs> the, the great American hero. Well, <laughs> what it was was we had we had Palatoy's version, which was Action Man. Of course. But, um, but it was Batman '77 that was huge for me, and '66. Um, but before that, you know, um, it was it was purely and simply uh, a case of just a little trailer. And in '77, when I when I saw it, I was seven years old, which was apparently from George's uh, bio, was the perfect age to see it. Absolutely. Um, uh- that's... And uh, yeah, I was all in birthday. I was all in Christmas, and uh, I still have all my vintage toys behind me um, on display. <laughs> Fantastic! Uh, yeah, I'm gonna throw. Okay, so keeping on this thread, I'm gonna throw it to JP first. I'm gonna get your where were you, and then we're gonna get a little. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get a little perspective when we when we talk to Ben. So JP, <laughs> where were where were you, uh, and did you did you? just catch it or was it was it part of your surroundings what, what, what was going on when new hope came out or star wars um uh, for, for me star wars or new hope uh star wars for me uh was something i found on tv um and for me and as you probably can remember this um switching on to uh we only had like four channels back in the early 80s that's right We'd switch on itv at christmas time and christmas day it would be on Oh, and I thought I, I thought you were going to say the Christmas special hooked you into Star Wars. I was, <laughs> I was well, clenching my chest. I've got, I've got to be honest; it is my favorite one of the Star Wars films. Naturally, of course, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. Oh God! But, uh, New Hope switching on, and always have this recollection of getting it, and it would just be at the stage where um, Luke and Leia were um, being attacked by the stormtroopers, and they had to cross the drawbridge, and it was so exciting and so tense, and I couldn't believe it. I was so thrilled by it at that point and then it would cut to an advert break oh, be, oh man oh wait <laughs> well you and know, it, uh, yeah no that that's awesome you know and it's it's again it's it ties into like like a christmas memory where where a lot of these t- yeah. nowadays you go on i think it's what spike tv ben i think yeah. it's close to us where where they just roll it 24 7 i don't know if disney's taking that off now and i think they are there's definitely been some kind of uh I don't remember specifics, but I know there was like a discussion of course. about that regarding regarding uh, who gets to play them on TV. Yeah, but I don't well, it was specific. in the UK. It premiered on Sunday, October the twenty fourth, in nineteen eighty two, at seven fifteen p.m. Must have been is, this, is this from memory or is this from are you there we go mate <laughs> yeah I'm a nerd that's awesome <laughs> okay well from from one to the to another. Born slightly later, Ben. What's your perspective <laughs> on I Star Wars to us, but New Hope for you? What? Let, let... Um, it's it's a little hard for me because you know I was born in '93, right? So and it came back to the the special edition came back to the theater in May of '97, and I was born in August, so I wasn't even quite four years old yet. Right. Um, I feel like. I, I always thought that it was just something that my mom I know I know I went with my mom I don't think I think it was just the two of us at that point um, I always thought it was something that she just thought I might be into and took me to go see um, just as like kind of a, an early you know get used to going to the movies type thing 
Um, but then I asked her about it a couple years ago. I was just like, well, what made you take me to see Star Wars? And she's like, well, you'd see the commercials and you wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> so, so I'm like, it was kind of a, it was, I, it was, it was, it was just kind of ingrained in me from birth, I think, that I was destined to kind of fall in love with this franchise. So I don't, being that young, I don't remember too much specifically. You know, it was all just kind of too much for me at that time. Right. Um, the one thing I do remember very vividly is, and I know I've told the story on uh, Skyhoppers before, is the Dianoga in the <laughs> trash compactor. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I remember just being absolutely terrified of the Dianoga. And I would like, uh, during that scene, like after it popped its eye up and did like looks both ways and goes back down, I like <laughs> got up on my chair and kind of sat on my feet because I'm just like, I need to be able to like spring out of the chair if that thing comes up through the movie theater seat, you know, and comes to get me. And I'm sitting there like that. And my mom's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just sitting here. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, <laughs> trying to, like a three year old trying to play it off like nothing's different. <laughs> it's just like I just didn't want to admit that it's like because I think I remember kind of thinking like, oh, if I say I'm afraid of this, she might take me. She might make us leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I can't have that happen because I I just remember the emotions and I remember being completely overwhelmed with how much I loved this thing that was in front of me. And that was. Uh, but of course, I didn't know anything about like the, you know, the special edition changes or the fact that it's now a new hope and not just Star Wars. Um so it was just there. It was like it's it's kind of like myself. I was born in 73. So as long as in my whole life, man has been on the moon. It's just something yeah. that happens. But to my parents, they're like, oh, no, that was a big thing. It's like, well, of course, man's on the moon. Like, it just it's just always been there. It's like Star exactly. Wars. It's just same kind of thing. Yeah, it's always been there for you. Well, that that's awesome. Because your perspective with the release of the of the special editions, because I was at the exact same age you were when the special editions came out, when the original movie came yeah, out. Yeah. So our perspective is is the same. I remember images. I again, I know Ash and Tim are from the Nerd Room are going to grill me one more time. I went to see a new to Star Wars at the drive-in with my parents in 1977. There, I said it. It's over. I know <laughs> Ash. Ash actually wants to. If we do get a panel at this year's celebration or next year's celebration, Ash wants to uh, ask me about that on in, in in front of a room full of people i love it i so, hope so i hope that happens so, for many different reasons so there we are i've said it okay i'm gonna drop it now yes um so but our perspectives were exactly the same because it was i i remember images i remember loving it and uh, for me it was we're gonna go on to the next kind of throw this around the round table about toys and collecting now for me uh as adam started talking about it's it was all about the toys. Now, I was able to... I remember on Christmas, the following Christmas that came out, I opened up a box, and I, I it was literally the 12 figures. And it was in a one box. So I, I think my parents signed up for that, you know, the uh, the Christmas... It wasn't yeah. the one mm -hmm. Christmas where you give a... Where you open up the box, and it's just... It's, oh, here's what you're going to get. So that was in my house at one point. And then wow. I remember vividly sitting at the kitchen table and then my parents come in because it was after Christmas. It was like, oh, look what came in for you. Opening this box and going, oh my God. And literally tearing into these packages right off the cards. This oh, no. vintage 12-pack <laughs> sealed. And, and you know, I, for me, I know there's a lot of collectors out there that are 
cringing thinking about this four-year-old kid just oh oh here and that card back that you opened on Christmas is super valuable now. Let alone yeah. the actual case. Not it wasn't a, a case like well, the, the early one, bird set. Yeah, the, the early bird set. set. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. so I had in my parents picked it up at the store or it came in the mail or something. But I had that cellophane Star Wars, and then rip it up, open the box, throw the box away. There's my twelve action figures, and just now you have them all. And but you know what? I know that box as is would be worth a ton of well, money. Well, the early bird set was four figures, um, and it was in a white mail-away box. Okay, and that wasn't the same one. I had the one where no. they where they you got them all kind of thing. Like you just like mm-hmm. opened it up, and there was like because there was Han, there's Chewie, there's Leia, there's R two, there's Luke. Everybody was in there. Your parents may well have picked those, pre-ordered those from a from a toy shop. And they they did them all as a as a big wave, yeah. which was fantastic mm-hmm. to receive at Christmas. Well, yeah, because yeah, it was slightly. I because I remember it wasn't. It was just slightly after. Because that's why I'm thinking about that. You mean the because re- when they came out, Kenner couldn't keep up with the demand. No, no demand. So, yeah, and but that's what I mean. So for me, opening this box, I know that box. If I didn't touch it, would be worth thousands today. But the joy I got from playing with those figures as a young man, like, and, and how much the joy I got from just opening them and having all these figures and being able to reenact the movie and everything else. Uh, it's worth that money to me. Yeah. You mean the memories of uh, this, my star Wars memories as a kid is worth ripping open those boxes and yes, smashing your X wing into, into the Falcon for whatever reason you made up in your head or, you know what <laughs> I mean? Or like, <laughs> you know yeah. I, and I, uh, Oh, go ahead, Rob. No, no, I was just going to say, I know people that got a Bespin Luke and just chopped the hand off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted to jump in and just kind of agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who... Um, I'm, I am I don't know exactly if this is like a one-to-one thing. Uh, well, no, I guess it's pretty similar. Like, I, I play Magic the Gathering, the trading oh. card game. Okay. And uh, that game has been around you know since the early 90s and uh there are a lot of cards in the game that haven't been printed and can't be reprinted okay they like wizards of the coast the parent company has said like for uh, for complicated complicated reasons i'm not going to get into right now they're not reprinting those cards ever again right um so every once in a while you'll see like on the news at least here in the states i don't know if you get that elsewhere but uh you'll see it's like oh trading card sells for fifteen thousand dollars or something and it's usually it's a magic card almost always. Um, and you actually just watched a video of a super early magic tournament the other day where there are people that are like riffle shuffling these cards that nowadays are worth like, you know, 15 grand in perfect condition. Yeah. Um, but it's I kind of think of that as like I look at that right now and I'm like, oh, God, that's horrible. But right. in reality, it's like you got them to play the game. You know, it's like that's what that I think is the true value of those cards. And you know what? If you have if you find a black lotus that's uh, like squirreled away in your basement or something, congrats. You've got it. But I think at the same time, it's totally valid to just as a kid. Yeah, you just want to rip that stuff up. You're not thinking kids are not known for their like foresight and like uh, the constant, you know, (laughs) considering consequences of their actions. Yeah. So 
And it, plus, who would have known at it, that it, point? Exactly. Nobody Can knew. Can I just say that, you know, I've got a full set of the Tops trading cards from uh, 77, 78. Yeah. And you can buy a full pack of 65 cards for around 50 to 60 pounds, which is what, maybe $70, $80? Yep. To get the complete set of those vintage cards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all going to be they're all going to be handled. Yeah. Um. Because they're not going to be obviously in their packets, and I, you know, I, I can't quite see why these some of these cards go for that value when you've got original forty-year-old cards. Well, because for cause, around fifty pounds, exactly. So, but the cards were know. one of these things that people collected and put exactly. them in the card box or put elastic band around them and just put them in a box. Yeah. Like, um, oh, do you have the uh, the uh, C three PO error card? Uh, oh no. yes, you have it. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know I picked that up from a, from a friend of mine who said, "Have you seen this? He's got a uh, something at the front." And I said, "No, I haven't seen that before." And he said, "You can have it." So oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I got the same. Uh, ben, Ben, do you know what card we're talking about? I have no idea. I will. I will post it on on your Discord because it's not something. Okay. It's it's not horrible. P three like, PO basically has an extra arm yes. somewhere where he shouldn't have an extra arm. Bas- basically, yeah. He looks and, very happy. Should we yeah. just say he looks very happy? <laughs> he was, he was, okay, th- th- okay, here's a story. He looks th- pleased th- to have seen something. Yes, Anthony Daniels He's- was fooling around on set, and they placed something very phallic on 3PO, yeah. and then what somebody took a set photo, and that photo made it into the the card, the top trading cards, and it was the 3PO card. So... Oh. Uh, exactly, oh, no. it's 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 okay, but Ben, I'll I'll put it I'll put mine in, in the Discord because of course okay. I have it. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> of course you do, right? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's you know what I mean weird and and you know what I mean it's, it's Star Wars, so it's, it's right up my alley, I guess. I, I respect mean. it. I respect it. Yes. So um yeah, we'll we'll get on to that later, but that's exactly what happened with the cards. Uh, JP, uh, so obviously toys, you were right in there with us. So did you? Uh, yeah. Was this a big thing? Was this a and also, too, back, I like my kids get spoiled. If I see something on the on the shelf, I'm like, "Oh, my kid would like that." I just grab it. But back, you mean? I guess I'm not saying back in my day. Yeah, back in my day, we only got something on birthdays and Christmas, and that was it. If you're lucky, like so. Yeah. Collecting was very hard. How would, how did it go for you, JP? It it didn't really happen for me. You know, as you were saying, um, my parents weren't really into Star Wars or anything in that genre so um the only things i got were really hand-me-downs okay unfortunately so i I remember very fondly having the x-wing with the r2d2 and you push down on the head oh yes x-wings it popped up i had one of those and i think i had a a couple of toys but again at some point my parents passed them on to somebody else oh no that's it yeah, they just and that just, was it gone. That's heartbreaking. Well, yeah, my yeah. my original set. I I have the twelve in uh, in my other office. I got the uh, the original twelve with the original weapons, but and they're behind glass now in my office. But they're I had uh-huh. to recollect them all. They're not the ones I had as a kid. Like yeah, you know I mean it's just uh, yeah. So so that did you um do you play with your friends? Like do you have was it one of these things that Star Wars was nah. was a thing? Uh, not so much, to be honest. I, I didn't really get as much chance to do that as I probably would would like to do now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I'm trying very hard to not start collecting because I know it's a slippery slope. I can't it's a very just good get choice. one. That's a very good choice, yeah. mate. Okay. I can't just buy one because when I do, that's it. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> on that point, JP, um, I, I understand you because I'm I'm what they call a completionist. Now, yeah, I'm, yeah. I have I started buying. I do TSW comics with uh, Tim from the Nerd Room, and that's a monthly show um, for TSW here, like this one is. And we, I started buying the Marvel as soon as Disney took over and started re, uh, releasing Star Wars comics through Marvel. I have every single one hard paperback copy since it's come out like what four years ago now so now every time even when they print out um like something ridiculous like the mace window one i have them all first run because i have to now because (laughs) i got no choice it's like it's like like i started this thing and now even if i don't um poe dameron it started to get really bad in the middle and now it's picked up again and now it's going to end but I had to hang on because I'm like, oh, if it was huh? any other comic, I would have stopped pulling it. But because it's Star Wars and I have this completion, with it. I, and, and I have the I really whole set. Un- yeah. Well, really can I say yeah. something, that, something that happened uh, before the movie came out was we had in the UK, we had the Star Wars Weekly Marvel comic, which was 10 pence. So yes. Say 10 cents. And you, when I, I mean, I have, um, I have my comics with me here. Um, you, you bought the first issue you bought the second issue and then there was a little coupon that you could take to your news agent yeah and say save me a copy every week and of course i didn't cut that coupon out i just oh, went right. into my news agent and say save me a copy every week um and that's the first time i think that i actually was aware of marvel um was the fact that marvel were printing this this uh epic run of mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars weeklies um, and, and unfortunately what started to happen was well, once it, once A New Hope had finished in the run of comics it started to go a little bit weird yes you know you were starting to get some very odd characters and strange <laughs> events and some very peculiar stories and uh, but you know I continued to get them every week for 10 pence oh, wow. I mean yeah it's pretty amazing isn't it yeah um, yeah and and you you know then the then the novelizations came out, and uh, the first novelization, uh, which was obviously by George, and uh, it followed up with uh, Empire Strikes Back, which was written by Donald F. Um, Glute, I think his name was, um, and that was the other thing too was that you you, you noticed that they they had different covers. Yep. So the, so you had the white cover of the uh, the novelization. Then there was a yellow one, which was for young readers, and then there was a red cover. So it was the and beginning you, of variants, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I have to get all the different cover books. You know, maybe they got different pictures inside. Of course, you have to. Um, but one thing about going back to figure collecting is that um, I do have some uh, some mocks, uh, mint on cards, um, but I do value my my loose collection more so because they were my figures and i kept every weapon absolutely um and uh you know they were slightly played with and i do see a lot of collectors that are doing upgrades where they sort of you know want something slightly better Mm. cleaner uh different variants but at the end of the day you know it's it's all about your own collecting what you can afford and just enjoy what you buy and and uh and just enjoy it yeah well absolutely and to wrap mm-hmm. up the col- the collecting here uh just i just got a couple notes because if you want 
all your 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 Star Wars uh, toys. Uh, you can uh, you can look back at the back catalog at the toy box, which Adam you were a part of, and also uh, Retro Inc. You guys cover a lot of this stuff too. We do, and, and we you do. do. You do really deep dives. So we're gonna get mm. back to the movie in a second here, but. As as far as um, collecting, I was a guy that I have those Burger King glasses. I don't know if you yeah. remember. Do you remember them? Adam? I do. I do. Yeah, I do. And, and yeah, I've got them a, in my toe mark guide. Yeah, and they were a glass tumbler, and I recollected mm-hmm. the original twelve from the OT movies. And but for me, that Lando Cloud City glass, I remember watching cartoons and having my bowl of cereal and having my glass of milk. What you mean? So for me, it's it's like you said about your figures that were yours when you played with as a kid. It's very the nostalgia is so heavy with it. You mean because it means something to me? It's just anybody else. They're just oh, a bunch of Star Wars Burger King glasses. That's a ridiculous. But for me, they have a certain there's a meaning value. for a value, yeah, sentimental it. value. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. you were talking about about all the the comics that came out and the novels, um, Ben, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, what do you think of the radio dramas? Oh, <laughs> there we go. Oh, 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 yeah, you have hit the magic button, my friend. I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I threw myself off because I was I was bracing for some sort of lewd comment from nope. you after saying <laughs> I hit the, you hit the magic button. Um, <laughs> the radio drama, you know, I I love A New Hope. It's my favorite, not even my favorite Star Wars movie. It's my favorite movie, just right. period of all time. And I didn't think that I could love it anymore. And then I listened to NPR's radio dramas. Yep. Um. It, it's kind of it's super funky because the the uh you know how long is a new hope like two hours long somewhere like somewhere in there yep I think so yeah. um the radio adaptation of a new hope is somewhere close to six yeah six hours it is exactly six hours yeah yeah it is <laughs> um yeah. it's it's got all these like because for whatever reason Luke Skywalker is my favorite character mm-hmm. um for whatever reason uh, so what really kind of intrigues me about Luke is just kind of like his boring everyday life on Tatooine. I don't know what it is, but I want to know about his friends. I want to know about his relationships with his friends, what they do for fun. And it's like, obviously, we know this stuff, but I want to like, I want like stories about it. And right. I'm completely willing to accept that I might be the only person who does. No, but, no you're not alone there. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I love those radio adaptations so much. And I've not actually read the novelization, but I think this might be my, I don't, I'm not sure. Are these like, added scenes are they in the novelization as well no they're not okay but you know you're talking about um uh, you know biggs and kira and uh, his friends uh, where he used to hang out in the, his little sort of bar club yeah Tasha um, Station. yeah and him you know looking at the binoculars looking at the sky seeing this space battle above yeah all that stuff going well, down to toshi station get some power converters yes <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah and and who hasn't sat on their bed like luke did playing you mean with a TIE fighter or with yeah, an X-Wing yeah. swing? Yeah, around. exactly. It, it just, it's, it's, it is. So unfair. It, yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> oh, Biggs is right. I'm never going to get out of here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just, I, uh, I don't know. There's those, they just add so much, uh, all these extra scenes with, uh, like a lot of the scenes in the radio adaptations are just like deleted scenes from A New Hope that I'm sure we've probably mm-hmm. all seen at this, you know, um, and it's like there's a lot of really good character work with uh, Biggs and Luke right before Biggs leaves, uh, you know, to get to ship out on the Rand Ecliptic. And those are just some of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. Uh, 
Well, it, make, it makes the ending that when 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 Biggs spoilers if you're listening to this, I can't believe why <laughs> um, when Biggs passes away at the end of the movie, uh, just so I don't ruin it for everybody. What? <laughs> um, it makes it that much more in- impactful when you know this when you have this deep dive, right? Yeah, whenever yeah. you're just like, wow, Biggs was really like Luke's only good friend yeah. back home, and and there's really not. And I understand. I actually watched the. Uh, Rather than just watching the movie again to prepare for this, because I've seen it a million times, I watched it with the uh, the commentaries. It's I think it's a uh, mm-hmm. it was the director of photography. It's whatever's on the Blu-ray. Uh, it was the director right. of photography, Carrie Fisher, George Lucas, and Ben Burt. Right. Um, doing their uh, commentaries, and I always kind of wondered. I'm like, okay, George, like I get why you cut these scenes out. Like I know why mm-hmm. it, it's they kind of slow down the movie. They're not super interesting to a lot of people. Um, but I kind of was still like, man, I still, I still wish you could have. And then he, why well, could have left him in? And I was uh, really kind of surprised last night whenever he was talking about a lot of those scenes. Yep. Um, and he was, and George was just like, yeah, they were stuff that I wanted in the movie, but they're not actually, they're not relevant to the story that he is trying to tell. Right. Um, there, it's not the movie he wanted to make. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you're totally right. Like you want he's if he's trying to tell the story through the lens of like R2 and 3PO, yeah. Then having these scenes with Luke at the beginning, you're just like, okay, before they meet, it's like, okay, who's who's Luke? You know, it's obviously exactly. he gets introduced, but he's I I have more respect for his decision to cut those out now. Not that I didn't before, but uh, just because it's no, like, of course, it it makes more sense with that rationale behind it. I'm like, oh, okay, like I still. Wish this was not the case, but, uh, you know, the adaptations will have to, the radio adaptations yes. will have to uh, slake my thirst for that for now. Oh, well, that that's like, has any have you guys, I'm sure you've seen, where they slice together the um, end of Rogue One and right away into the deleted uh-huh. scene with Luke looking uh-huh. up at the sky and seeing a space mm-hmm. battle and then the beginning of New Hope? Mm-hmm. Right, right back. Like it's that's it's great. fantastic. So great. if you can, yeah. YouTube would check it out. It's it's awesome. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it was so, Gil Taylor who was director of photography. Oh, there we go. Oh, it was someone else then. I don't know who it was. Uh, I can look that up. We can continue. I'll chime back in. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, so there we go. So, okay. Now we can go on and on and on and on. Like this is only an hour long podcast. It's just us reminiscing and talking about big points, like big broad strokes. So, um, I'm going to throw it to JP, uh, favorite parts of this movie. Like what makes you're a, you're a TSW VIP and I'm, I'm assuming the original star Wars and, or star Wars, a new hope has a big part of that why you're in this community so what makes this particular movie what sticks out what what is your what's your highlights of it if you can kind of put that in a couple sentences <laughs> wow yeah uh, i think <laughs> yeah, i know i know it's, <laughs> a, it's a big it's hard isn't it um for me it just hits so many great notes um you know i love the the humor of the droids at the start mm-hmm you know, they, they bring you into the film so well. And then you get to the point where you introduce Luke and you meet Ben Kenobi. And uh, it's the thrill of the film. Yeah. It just grabs you every time. Um, I love every scene in the Death Star. And I love every scene when they're in the final shootout at the end. You can't. You just. It's. Oh, it's it's it, yeah. I, I, yeah, I completely yeah. understand, yeah. and and this we get I, it, we get it. I'm, I'm lost in a world of love of the film, just thinking about it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And, and I know exactly how you feel, and that's why we're here doing this retrospective because it is. It's it's uh, it's it started everything. Um, Adam, you've how many times have you seen this movie, Adam? Um, well, the last count was. Um, I mean, I've I've said this before. There was a story I've told it before. Um, I had a bet with a friend that I couldn't watch it every day for a year, and I said I'll beat that. I'll watch it every day, twice a day for a year. <gasps> and? So. Crazy. So this was on, and I'd already had it on on VHS before that. So I know that I'm in the late 1200s now, possibly oh, wow. near enough to the 1300. Uh, so for me, this film is in four parts. Um, you know, you have obviously uh, intro, going on to Tatooine, um, the meeting of a meeting of. Um, uh, with Luke and Ben in in the desert, going into then ta- uh, to, to the cantina, mm-hmm. uh, then on the Falcon, and then from the Falcon to the Death Star, mm-hmm. and then from the Death Star to the Rebel base, and the, all the bits in between that is just a joy to behold. Um, yes. I mean, we're seeing. I mean, as, you know, I'm a seven year old boy, so obviously my hormones weren't quite, or testosterone wasn't quite there yet. But seeing Leia laying on that bench, um, <laughs> yeah. a 14 year old boy did certain things. Um, I think the whole, you know, the, the myth of uh, and legends of um, the teachings of Joseph Campbell to George Lucas was something that, as I was a, a, a much older guy, um, started to really understand the the passing of the of the the saber right to Luke, and this was your father's, and this is what you, is going to take you on your journey, and here's the story. Those though that part of all of that wasn't obviously there as a child, but certainly now it entices me much more. Looking at the whole kind of where George was at, the whole Kurosawa watching not necessarily the hero and the heroine but watching those guys you know the droids and their story and their telling of the story yeah um and of course in in jedi um that's exactly what we hear is 3po telling the Ewoks exactly the story. yeah it, it's, it's um yeah i love that but uh, you know i think uh, i think certainly for me the highlight has got to always have been you know the the, the attack on the death star seeing um a lot of x-wings and y-wing fighters and um and losing poor uh you know losing porg yeah uh, well, porg. I hate, I hate porg. and you know what i'm talking about um yeah um it's all it's it's you know it's a very difficult thing to pick a favorite scene no, from this yeah, film yeah really very very hard very hard indeed and uh, well um, also too and i know you're only seven but come on what do you think girl like that guy like you <laughs> think yeah. there's a ch- <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Always make used to make me super uncomfortable because I'm yeah. like, oh, that's just so awkward. Until I finally one day it clicked with me that Han is like just screwing with him. Of course, yeah. Han looks yeah. away and is just like laughing about it. And I'm like, oh, it's suddenly less awkward. Yes, I like exactly. This <laughs> and this is long before hashtags, so it was it was a. Di- I know it's disgusting, but it's a different time. It's like a it, time. Uh, Ben, broad strokes, uh, New Hope. Oh jeez. Um <laughs> if I I I uh I kind of struggle with the same uh I have the same struggle of trying to trying to pick like a favorite scene or like a favorite course, anything yeah. really. Um I think my favorite my favorite thing about the movie in a lot of ways is that it kind of it establishes so much about the Star Wars universe like 
without trying. Because um, going back to those commentaries I was listening to last night, uh, George Lucas is always talking about how a lot of fantasy movies spend, you know, hours like chewing the scenery and it's like explaining how things work and, you know, how, how a teleporter works or things that you just don't need to know. Right. So he would rather, he's like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather just throw you into this universe that and everything just works and you don't have to think about it. And just that's, and in doing that, he kind of, it's that all that stuff kind of gets filled in later, but it's you can yeah you can just think like oh everything just works well, it's that, great yeah and and that's what they said too there I think um they didn't somebody mention that they're like oh shouldn't we have a scene where two guys are talking on the side and you see Vader you know, I mean enter stage right and then go oh that's the Sith Lord that that, that like to yeah. kind of clue in the audience but George is like no. <laughs> No, no. it's just it, it, he's taller than everybody else. He's dressed in black and he's choking people. They'll, he's they'll, not a good guy. I mean, no one, out. Is, no one is going to believe that he is the good guy. You know, it's like yeah. that's not a problem. Um, I and plus kind of going like on an emotional level, um, a new hope is like, you know, I've always known it as a new hope. I don't want to I don't want to nope. uh, be an imposter here, but I will frequently just refer to it as Star Wars. You know, it's like because it is a new hope, and it's like that's what George always wanted it to be. Um, and I will, you know, some people are weird about that, and I, but I will defend his decision to do that yeah. because that's that's what. Ha- I don't want to talk about the special editions, but real quickly, like my no, thinking no. is that my thinking is that he's he was finally able to make the movies the way he wanted to, and I might disagree with some of those changes, not many, but a few, right? Um, and I'm. I'm okay with the way things ended up because of that. But uh, just emotionally, the movie is just, it's Star Wars at its purest. You know, it's like, it's just good versus evil. You've got all these great characters that are, that are somehow, they're, they're like just character archetypes that are mm-hmm. somehow spun into so much more. Um, and I just kind of, I can't remember who said it earlier, but someone was just like, you know, getting lost in that well of emotion, just thinking about the movie. Yeah. Um, I could speak entirely in quotes from that movie, and mm-hmm. but oh, it's always small things that like anytime it's like someone's like, oh, no one cares about this thing, and I'm like, well, I care. Yeah, you know, it's just like little, <laughs> tiny little, and it's just like no one knows that's a Star Wars quote, but me. Um, but I just I, it's hard to it's hard to analyze the movie because I've got it so close to my heart, you know. Well, of course, and and, and like you said, like with those little quotes, it's almost like a secret handshake that whenever yeah. you're somewhere and you drop it, and then somebody lifts their eyes from their glass across the room and go, "Hey, I, yeah, exactly. give you the wink, like give you the raise the glass to me, like I got that." <laughs> and that's that's what I love because it's always those those little things like that, and obviously there are the big ones that are like that everyone quotes from the movie of course um you just but... can't say it came from behind <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> that that you can't say oh in many man places, can you well no. and and even now especially with the quote like i was re-watching it just uh just for this retrospective and i got to the part where leia is like get this big walking carpet out of my way and i automatically think of the skyhoppers <laughs> because that's your sign that. off at the end of your podcast and there's so many things about it that now it's it's because of podcasting and because of our online even without podcasting these the online community for better or worse um the better parts it's like now we have this extra like this these friends from all over the world that you interact with and and it's like it's because of this movie it's because yeah. of what happened it's nuts it's 41 crazy years to think ago. about 
crazy to think about that the fact that this thing has like that like consumes my life and i spend so much time thinking about um that's it's it was just a movie you know it was a movie that it cost like what 13 million dollars to make in 1976 mm-hmm. and he thought he would george lucas thought he wouldn't even be able to make the rest yeah you know and it's like it oh george my sweet summer child you, you, you had no idea what you were getting into <laughs> <laughs> no no absolutely well okay well you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna jump off from there and again uh new hope star wars again we had a it was there was a, we're not doing a retrospective on the special editions but there are a huge part of this of there are star wars universe and i'm gonna start it off by saying i have no problem with them i have i have my um, my original DVD copies of, or even the VHS copies of these, the original trilogy, and especially this movie, Star Wars. Uh, George Lucas didn't come and knock on my door and take them. <laughs> I have them. You mean? And and you know he's fairly old. I think I could take him if he tried. <laughs> I think I'd be okay. Um, and 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 it would it would, it would I'd be I'd be heartbroken, but you can't have. But you got to do what you got to do. I have you, can't to have say, you can't have him, George. <laughs> and it's the same thing. We can get into you know the conversation about legends like that Mickey Mouse and knock on your door and then take your legends off your shelves and run away with them. They, these things can still be enjoyed. But what I do like about the special editions was the point you made, Ben. He got to go back and make the movie he wanted. And when I wa- have that Blu-ray set, which is now bigger because of the Disney purchase. Yeah. But when I have that original trilogy and prequel trilogy Blu-ray set, I can watch them in order or in machete order, or I can watch them in OT to or release order, and they flow way better. And they're way more easier to introduce somebody to the saga than having the, the original yeah. movies. Absolutely. Um, JP, uh, what do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on on them remaking or re-polishing up the Star Wars movies? Or is this? Does it turn you off, or does it? Is it one of? The, are you for it? It's a bit of a turn off for me, to be honest. Um, I, I, I watching it today. I kind of everything feels fine, and then you get to the scene in Mos Eisley, and there's oh, all yeah. the extra bits and the comedy. Mm-hmm. It just jars. It it, it feels out of place. Um, it, it is jarring because the CG wasn't quite there again what that was exactly what, yeah. yeah so i understand that but uh but what do you so uh do you uh, is there do you understand like you only know why george did it or what do you are like yeah of course like I, I i get it i understand it um and thankfully i do have my earlier versions yeah. to to get me by um yeah i just uh i understand it i don't don't particularly appreciate it though well, no, and also too, but you're you're a father yourself too, and you're I'm sure yes. introducing the saga to your kids is way easier with a little bit of like without having the cardboard cutout stand like soldiers <laughs> yeah. in the in yeah. the uh, <laughs> in the award ceremony like <laughs> yeah 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 he still thinks at the moment that every droid is BB-8 at of the course. moment. Which is, I'm trying I, to explain to him no, it's R2. Yeah, and then next time comes BB BB-8. No, no, it's R two. Uh, hey, I'm the there. same way. I have uh, my little girl Charlie. She's a year and a half, and she's she calls R two beep beep. And <laughs> yeah, and because I'm an astromech builder, I have beep beep sitting in my garage. Like he's half done, but he's got his legs on. He looks like he's. I pull the the cloth off him like anybody. You know, you walk into somebody's garage and they got a hot rod and they pull the sheet off the car or the bike. <laughs> yeah. I got an I got R two beeping away there at you. Like, it's like, can oh, I you, love it. Can you be a bigger nerd? Like, it's like, well, you know what? I 
stop giving a care what people think or that whatever it's an r2 and you know what when i got the garage door open on a sunday afternoon and i got the hood popped open on r2 and i'm working on them i get more thumbs up from people walking by (laughs) than i'm sure anybody (laughs) with a corvette or a motorcycle i swear (laughs) to god i get more double takes i believe it they're like what is is that is that really what the (laughs) (laughs) anyway so i i uh jp i completely understand what you mean i was i was a very I was skeptical when I was getting the re-release, um, but then again, it's you know it was Star Wars. But after a while, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's I get it, I get why it's there, and it yeah, it flows. You mean so? But I completely understand what you mean. There's something yeah. I pop in those old ones every once in a while. It's like even the color of the lightsaber is is just strikes mm. you differently. You know the yeah the, the effects. Yeah, there are some of them. The, the mistakes in the movie, aside from the cardboard cutout military yeah. at the metal ceremony, are like <laughs> the, the, the jarring special effects from 1977 are just as jarring as how the special editions look on like a higher grade TV now. Yeah. I mean, they hit the eye a little odd. Like they're like, ooh, ooh that sticks out a little bit. Um, Adam. Special editions. Yep. Where where are they on your in your? Well, heart? the first time where we see anything of the special editions is when we see um, the Dubaks. Yeah. And we see this uh, Imperial craft land. We see uh, a very dodgy looking sand trooper sitting on top of a Dubak. And he finds. But a it ring. does give us it does give us a little bit more of more Imperials, which is always good. Um, I think if you're going to watch. You know, for for kids, certainly uh, they're going to be watching the prequels, and it's it is definitely going to flow better because they are getting a similar CG. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, I have the theatrical cuts on many different versions and um, devices, and uh, I watch them regularly. So I, you know, I know where they are. Um, yeah, I think the Jabba scene is very difficult when you know yeah. I've. He's saying yeah. you're a wonderful human being when he clearly he's not. <laughs> yes, yeah. but obviously we know who Jabba was. It was this guy wearing a big furry coat. Yeah, and um, the, and the step over the tail is a little sure. It's just, a little dodgy. But yeah. look, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he 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 put in some things in there which would have just made it look a little bit more modern. Um, mm. And I, you know, what equally I I find it just as. Uh, annoying and funny and amusing and um good to look at as i do the theatrical cuts i must admit though when we get to uh death star mm-hmm. um seeing not seeing that haze going around the models as they're flying yes and it's all nice and clean and crisp i appreciate that and i do love that moment when we see the first wave of those x-wings and there's yes. many many of them it's a beautiful shot um, and you can actually make yeah, out the I, R2 you know, on the X-Wing and sure. it's, yeah, it pans over a course, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it looks it looks great, but uh, it's, yeah, it, it's, they, you know what, it doesn't bother me at all. They don't bother me. No. Uh, I, I know, I remember when I, when, the, when they came out, went to the cinema and I was thrilled. Thrill, I was, I you know, I was looking everywhere. What else is new? What else is new? Um, luckily, we didn't get any more gore on um, Baru and Owen. It was just yeah, uh, that was, barbecue. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. That was enough. But yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm cool with them, man. I'm cool with them. Excellent. Yeah, because and, and again, I know this is the the Star Wars '77 retrospective, but it is it is it, it is a part of Star Wars, and it is a huge part of, yeah. of this of this universe. I mean, you can be very purist about it, 
Um, and, but then, you, you know, the, when you become a purist, you stop getting more more critical and skeptical. And I don't like that. You know, yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. it, it's all to be it, you. If look, if you're a star, a real true Star Wars fan, you should be positive. Exactly. So you appreciate everything that's coming your way. And, and if they, you know, later on decide to uh, go back and, you know, fix a few things in, in The Last Jedi um, or, or um, Solo in 30, 40 years time. Just to make it look a bit better, I'll be cool with that too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and it's it's just it's it just like I said, it makes it. I think it makes it flow a little better. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know what? I'm gonna again. We, we can't. We this this is a single one hour or just a little <laughs> over podcast. We can't get into every little minutia of the movie. This is just four guys talking about a movie that we love and different parts. But I'm gonna throw it around the table one more time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask like just. Okay, you have this Star Wars, and let's say, uh, how do you explain it to a fourteen-year-old? You mean like uh, Ben? You have a you 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 have a cousin or or somebody, and you you they you love this universe, and here's this movie, and with everything else out there today, what separates this movie from you mean from having a fourteen-year-old watch Transformers and go, oh, like I don't think somebody's gonna look back and go, oh, that first Transformers movie, that's where it started for me. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, I yeah. can't, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, you know I mean, talk down other franchises, but I just can't see it. I know, it's, I, well, see, this is kind of, I don't know, I feel like in a lot of ways you're asking me to ask a question that people have asked uh, for, you know, 40, 41 years at <laughs> yes, this point and why? still haven't quite answered. Yeah. yeah, I just, what is it about Star, I, um, I, I don't know, I feel like a great way the way I feel like I could sum it up best, it's like, okay, well, it's kind of like Star Trek, except it happened a long time ago. Everything is dirty, and there's magic. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know how I could try well, to sell it's, someone it's, on It's just like Game of Thrones you got, you mean? Like, you got a long time ago, you got, uh, you got fights, you got swordplay, you got magic, you got incest, you got... <laughs> You know, like really, <laughs> what? It's exactly like Game of Thrones. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, I I do a weekly podcast where we're full of those jokes, but I, sometimes it slips into my round tables. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, JP, um, your kid, like you said, he, he's calling R two BB eight BB eight. But uh, how do you when uh, when he's a little older? How is he? How are you going to explain this phenomena to him? about uh enabling letting him see this and saying well this this started everything everything you see now and everything that's come before has all linked to this movie every idea of sci-fi movies comes from this um and letting him just immerse himself with everything that is special about it and letting you telling them about what you love so much so um, just talking about the x-wings and how they fly through space and how they how they can have such an impact and darth vader and isn't he evil and princess leia isn't she gorgeous Mm -hmm. you know i i I hear you yeah that's that's well that's well said it's just it's so it's something it's like i understand this question i'm throwing around i know where it may to the average listener, if you've just happened upon this podcast, like you're like, whoa, these guys are pretty 
win this movie. Well, of course we are. But I mean, <laughs> to those people, I apologize. But to the people on this roundtable now, it's almost like me asking, what's the meaning of life? Like, yeah. it's that, it's, you can't quite put your finger <laughs> yeah. on it. But um, I'm going to throw it at him. Again, like, wrap it all up. What's your, how do you explain this thing? Like, what, it, like, what is it? If somebody... Well, if you if somebody said what Star Wars about, I'd say well, it's about a young boy called Luke Skywalker who is bored on a planet where nothing happened, and he dreamt of distant worlds and planets, but he got more than he bargained for when he gets a cryptic message from an from a droid about a beautiful princess that's held captive by a dark, powerful lord of the Sith. And he doesn't know who she is, and he has to go and save her. And he meets a, 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 an old man who gives him a lightsaber, which was his father's. And he goes on a adventure and meets more friends. And uh, eventually, he destroys a giant planet that they are all living on. I don't know, something like yeah. that. But, no, it, um, it's it's a modern day fairy tale, really. It is. You know, it is. So, I mean, you got it. If you're going to tell it to a child, I mean, it's just it's it, you have to tell it like it's a fairy tale, and it absolutely is. You have the five archetypes in there. You've got the hero, the princess. You've got the magician chap who says, "Take this on your journey." Um, you have the you know the the sort of the um, uh, the the guy who's you know uh, your friend, but not sure if he's your friend. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the, you know, the antagonist and it's all there. And the, the wonderful thing about um, this movie, and I'm going to boast here uh, and brag that it's a, it, essentially, this is a British film. Okay. I hate to say it. Yeah. So, you know, it is, it was, it was filmed here. There's a lot of British actors in it. And it was always wonderful that when you, when you were watching late night TV with your parents, they go, that's that man in that hammer that film in you know that hammer film that horror movie he's in he's in star wars you know you you recognize a lot of the cast um alec guinness of course and peter cushing um and we had a, a very tall man um come around to our school dressed in green with a big cross on his chest dave prowse this was who was mm-hmm. the green cross code man teaching us how to cross the road and not get hit by cars <laughs> and i knew him as darth vader so i remember going up to him saying you're darth vader you know oh fantastic so, you know um Love it. yeah i mean how yeah i mean there's I've done I've done my top ten movies not just on retroing podcasts but you know I'm constantly sort of um, moving a shuffling a few movies around in my top ten or top twenty but Star Wars will always be my number one uh, A New Hope fantastic um, it still it still brings tears to my eyes in places too actually I still feel um, very very sentimental with this movie and um, you know I watch it once a week. Uh, without fail so and uh, i fall asleep i've fallen asleep uh, it's, it's got me through some very hard times i put it on my earplugs on my earphones and i've listened to it and fallen asleep to it many many times mm-hmm. um Same. and it's it's been it's been my savior it, it's literally you know mr lucas saved my life more than once fantastic and you know what um i'm I'm super proud and happy that uh, that we're gonna we're gonna end it there. We're gonna tell everybody where to find everybody first, but this is uh, again. I know we didn't get into the beat by beat of the movie, but this this was this is what this Star Wars started everything. Um, ben, 
you're this you mean kid from indiana and for some reason where we got a date to go to chili's not a date date you know a bro date like in, yep. in next Ooh, april uh, <laughs> oh my yeah, oh, bro, right. ooh. <laughs> you're 25 right okay you're not okay <laughs> anyway no but you, you, you understand what i'm saying like you guys it's yeah. so many people and 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 star wars for me and i had this little uh you mean kind of crude fart joke podcast and i wiggled my way on to talk star wars with this round table because i desperately wanted to talk star wars and i desperately wanted a star wars podcast that i could and and this round table gives me the chance to talk to 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 adam and and ben and especially guys like jp like listeners of podcasts and we all get to sit around and and for us i i know this particular episode it's yes it is a retrospective but we didn't get into a ton of minutia because it is it's the one that started everything it is it, yeah. it means that much to us and it's given us all this so um i'm it just it's really awesome to us and and i really appreciate everybody listening and and i hope you enjoyed our little banter and we could we i'm sure we could podcast we can make this a 10-part series and forever be, yeah we'll be there'll be parts <laughs> where we're blubbering and crying so <laughs> yeah but before we go i'm gonna pass around the table real quick um jp um uh, where if pe- somebody's listening to this podcast and they want to get a hold of you um and they just want to talk star wars to you um where can they find you anywhere online can they can they hit you up on on a, on a Twitter or Facebook or yep you can find me on Twitter as Drumbanger and um, otherwise on Facebook or I'm in the uh, Talk Star Wars VIP community as well that's, that's the best way yeah uh, become a VIP for Stock, Talk Star Wars and then boom you get to talk to all of us over there at Talk Star Wars and and every day if you if you flick on the the, the group it's a uh, it's Star Wars conversation so I'm uh, much like uh, Ben. Where uh, where can they find you? Because we're we're in a separate group too. We're in a an, on a Discord group. Yeah, I am all over the place. Uh, to be entirely honest, uh, you can find me on Twitter at ferretliciously. Um, don't ask me what that means because honestly, I couldn't tell you. I just like <laughs> ferrets. Um, I am I do a Star Wars podcast that is part of the Commonwealth uh, with my friend Ash called the Skyhoppers Podcast. That that show is a ton of fun. If you're looking to get away from all the stodgy old men doing shows in the yes. Star Wars Commonwealth. <laughs> Come and check out Skyhoppers. Uh, we are SW Skyhoppers on Twitter and we're on Facebook. Uh, um, I am, I'm Ferret Breeder on Instagram if you're interested in that. Uh, I also have another podcast that I do with a uh, friend of mine, Cole, uh, called Obroa Skywalkers, which is a Star Wars book club podcast in the vein of like Rogue Podron, if anyone's listened to Rogue Podron. Um, and... We are finishing up our jaunt through the Han Solo trilogy. Uh, that's been a ton of fun. That that shows a ton of fun. Uh, even if you're not reading along, uh, we pretty much we give a pretty good plot plot synopsis, so you know what's going on in the book. Um, that is Obroa Skypod on Twitter, um, and I think that's about it. Excellent. And you can catch both Ben and I on the floor at uh, Celebration. 2019 oh, yes. in Chicago. It's we will be so much fun. Yes. So you can hit us up there, Adam. <laughs> The newest member of the Star Wars Commonwealth. Uh, tell us, tell, tell everybody about the show and tell everybody where they can find you. Well, um, myself and my co-host and good friend, Andy, uh, we are Retroink Podcast. And you can contact us at contact at retroinkpodcast.co.uk. I'm also on Twitter at Sheldon Adam and Instagram at Adam Jedi Sheldon. Uh, Facebook would be the Talk Star Wars 
Facebook page, as well as a TSW toy box. But a uh, little bit of plugging um, on Retro Inc. episodes 10, 11, and 12, we did a retrospective on uh, the, the original trilogy, as well as the prequels and those Disney sequels. So do go to a Retro Inc. podcast um, and subscribe and like our Facebook page. That'd be really fantastic. And um, thank you very much, Rob, for having me and having us on this roundtable. My pleasure. My pleasure, guys. And uh, just real quick, um, I'm Rob, and you can find me on Twitter at RobertMMCast. You can find my weekly show that is not Star Wars and not exactly PG, but if you're in for a laugh, <laughs> it's something different. Uh, my good buddy Roman and I put it on. That is Roman Potting Cast. You can find us on Twitter at the Roman Potting Cast, and just you know, it's it's just a it's just a good time. And of course, uh, I just recorded a TSW Comics this morning. My uh, good friend Tim, all the way from Calgary, in on in the nerd room we do a monthly comic show for tsw and you'll catch that on uh, the tsw uh, network and you'll see that'll be released along with this round table throughout it's kind of like talk star wars has the main show and we're just kind of fringe outer rim shows that kind of cling on here and get get ourselves <laughs> onto the on, on into the commonwealth and onto the show so again gentlemen uh thank you very very much i i don't think it'd be i'd be hard pressed to pick a, a better group of uh, people to discuss the star wars especially ben and adam and jp with all our different perspectives and how we fell into it and what it means to us and uh and again thank you listeners for listening to part four of the retrospective and stay tuned remember the force will be with you always always oh i couldn't have ended it better all right guys. <laughs> so until the next round table or retrospective empire strikes back <laughs> we will see you next time later Thank you.